Insects are all around us. Many live right under our noses and are just waiting to be discovered. In spite of their small size, insects are among the most interesting and adaptable creatures on planet Earth. We have close encounters with them every day, whether we realize it or not. To most people, these creatures are just bugs. But to entomologist Dr. Tim Gibb, they are spineless wonders. And he's here to help you look beyond the bug to the fascinating life of the insect. Dr. Tim will see you now. A lot has happened since my last column. Our sense of normality has been drastically altered. We are staying home more, and when we do go out for the necessities, we are very cautious of everyone else's movements so that we don't violate the six feet safe space. We habitually wash hands, disinfect surfaces, and even wear face masks, all in an effort to slow the spread of the virus that causes COVID-19. It's safe to say that everyone has learned much more about viruses in general, and this one in particular, than they ever would have anticipated a month ago. But even so, there's a lot that remains unknown. Even medical experts on viral diseases and disease transmission admit that this pandemic has many unique characteristics. We are all learning as we go. In last month's column, I discussed the similarities and differences between RNA viruses and other influenza viruses. Coronaviruses, including SARS from 2002, MERS from 2012, and now COVID in 2019, are potentially more serious because they are extremely contagious and quickly attack, inhibit, and compromise human respiratory functions. Only three coronaviruses are zoonotic, meaning that they jump from non-human animals to people. The term zoonosis stems from the Greek zoo, which means animal, and gnosis, which means sickness. Bats seem to be common reservoirs for coronaviruses and are speculated to be the origin of COVID-19. These may spread directly from an infected animal to a person through a bite or even a scratch, such as in the case of rabies. We also recognize that insects, especially those that suck blood, play a huge role in the transmission of zoonotic infectious diseases. For example, Lyme disease by ticks, the plague by fleas, malaria, and a multitude of influenza diseases by mosquitoes. By comparison, these diseases are not contagious from person to person like COVID-19, and thankfully so. But what if they were? And what if the reverse was true, that COVID-19 could be spread by mosquitoes and ticks? Answers to these questions are what inquiring minds are now seeking as we navigate all possible COVID-19 transmission ramifications. Recent questions sent to me seem to center on the role of mosquitoes or ticks in vectoring COVID-19, and also the role of other animals possibly harboring or even transmitting the disease. In last month's column, I stated that although biting ticks do transmit many deadly diseases that we should all be mindful of, 
they are not known to transmit coronaviruses and thus are very unlikely to play a role in the spread of COVID-19. Since that time, experts from the Centers for Disease Control, or CDC Division of Vector-Borne Diseases, the Entomological Society of America, and the World Health Organization all reaffirm that there is no evidence to suggest that this or other coronaviruses are spread by mosquitoes or ticks. So, to dispel any rumors or myths to the contrary, I again echo their findings. The coronavirus is not transmitted by blood-feeding arthropods. Rather, Contagious diseases like the flu or colds or COVID-19 are spread person to person through physical contact with another person who has the infection or touching something they have contaminated. Even more commonly, airborne viral microbes can be inhaled as they travel through the air as a result of someone nearby sneezing or coughing. These types of transmission require close proximity and are what social distancing is designed to curb. But how to answer the question regarding other animals? Can the virus be spread from a cockroach or a rat rummaging through garbage down the block, or a housefly that moves from a quarantined neighbor's house to ours? In an absolute certain scientific context, I would have to say Yes, it is possible that these animals may pick up viruses from contaminated surfaces on their feet or fur and then transmit them to where people may unwittingly contact them. We call this mechanical transmission, and it's a major problem posed by such filth pests as flies and cockroaches. However, in the case of COVID-19, the threat posed by this mode of transmission pales in comparison to the more contagious method described earlier. Further, if we practice the sanitation and cleaning techniques recommended for COVID-19, we will largely be protected from both. A follow-up question raised by my more astute and deep-thinking readers deals with yet other animals. If this is, as you say, a zoonotic disease that originated from bats, in Wuhan, China, how can we be sure that other animals can't become infected, harbor and then transfer the virus to people? And a related and even more specific question, since the discovery of the virus in bats, there have been news reports of other mammals being infected. For example, some tigers at a zoo in New York City tested positive for corona after being exposed by an infected worker. Both pet dogs and cats living with quarantined people have also tested positive for COVID-19. Shouldn't we be concerned about pets passing the viruses? First, let me say that such cases are comparatively very, very few. Although they tested positive, these animals mostly manifested only mild respiratory symptoms and have since recovered. But the question remains, if people can pass the virus onto animals, can animals pass the virus to people? The fact that pets have come down with the virus, ostensibly transmitted by their owners, begs the question. If companion animals can contract the virus from people, 
can people also get the virus from their pets? As with other details about this virus and how it's transmitted, there are a lot of things we still don't know. But there is no evidence to suggest that the virus that causes COVID-19 is harbored in other mammals, domestic or wild, or that these play a significant role in spreading COVID-19. That said, this virus, as with all other viruses, has a remarkable propensity to change, mutate, and shift in very short periods of time. Together with the fact that it's extremely contagious, it would be prudent to exercise common sense behavioral changes when it comes to companion animals. It's a new world and some human pet behaviors should be closely scrutinized. I question whether our current understanding supports a need to radically modify how we interact with pets. For example, regularly disinfecting the cat or washing the fish's hands or taking the temperature of the parrot or quarantining the hamster or masking the dog or other over-the-top changes. But if you do decide to sanitize your cat, please send us a video. We may not use it for scientific purposes, but it is certain to be entertaining. Until we learn more about how this virus affects animals, I suggest that we all protect pets as we would other human family members. And here is my newly revised refrigerator door list for both. COVID-19 containment rules for spouses, children, and pets. Teach, practice, and enforce the commands sit and stay. Limit kissing, petting, and licking to only when absolutely essential. No jumping upon or other physical interactions with non-family members. Shaking paws with strangers is an old tradition that may need to be temporarily or permanently removed from our list of socially acceptable behaviors. Keep healthy through proper exercise and diet regimes. And these are independent. Ravenous eating does not count as exercise. Regularly sanitize hard surfaces, food bowls, and litter boxes. Watch for disease symptoms, and if they occur, further isolate and quarantine. Now, this may seem inordinately harsh, but it's absolutely necessary. And on a personal note, cats usually don't mind quarantines because most are introverts anyway. Don't pet or touch non-family members even if they approach you. This includes tigers. Avoid parks and public places where large numbers of people or pets gather and cannot contain their excitement. Use a leash or other means to maintain at least six feet of space from others. Shock collars are available for larger, slower learners, of which every family has one or two. Wash hands and paws regularly. Keep current on all doctor-recommended vaccinations. And remember, vaccines should not be shared between species. So that's my COVID-19 containment rules for spouses, children, and pets. Please copy it and post it on your refrigerator door. 
Meanwhile, amid our focus on COVID-19, don't forget to protect yourself and your pets from annual mosquito and tick-borne diseases. Preventing bites remains the best method for preventing disease transmission. Know when and where mosquitoes and ticks are most dangerous and avoid those places and times. Simple, common-sense behavioral changes learned over the years have made a big impact on preventing insect-borne diseases. Wearing insect repellents, showering and conducting tick checks after hiking in the woods, recognizing symptoms, and keeping up with vaccinations are all things that have reduced our exposure to diseases. Oh, and wash your hands. This has been Dr. Tim with another Spineless Curiosity. Please turn in again next month for another Spineless Wonder.